Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. How you doing? I am. I am doing okay. It is sunny. I worked in the garden for a while yesterday. I'm gonna plant my taters when I get off of here. I'm good. How about you? How you feeling? I'm feeling just fine as frog hair. Remember that saying? Fine as frog hair. I do. My daddy used to say that. I thought it was wonderful. Fine as frog hair. <laughs> we were talking yesterday. I, I was in a Zoom meeting. And somebody said, well, that's just the bee's knees. And then the whole meeting broke up while we went, do bees even have knees? I don't, I don't think they have joints in their legs, do they? Huh. Wonder where that phrase comes from. Wonder if that's a good thing to have bee's knees. Well, you know, bees, we had this whole conversation about bee legs. It was so funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, we got all those old phrases like finest frog hair and um, I've known that since I was knee-high to a tadpole. Knee-high to a grasshopper, knee-high to that too, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one all my life. As I get older, I'm going to be saying more and more of those things. Well, you should. It makes makes conversation interesting. You know what I don't uh, get into? Although I use it, I'm proficient in it, but I always think of it as id speak. Is this the, the way the language is kind of, chopped itself down because of technology. So instead of writing out, are you okay? You get the letter R, the letter U, the letter okay. Or yeah, the, okay. You know, so I'm not really a fan, although, like I said, I can use it, but it reminds me of the George Orwell's. Remember that Newspeak? Newspeak, I do. And, I do. and that's exactly really what it is, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and and it tells you everything about how I and how and hi golly how I am and who I am. That my reaction to that is that my my speech becomes even more flowery. Yeah. So I, then I send an, an email or a text or a tweet. That's what gets me in trouble all the time on Twitter. Is that I suddenly start something like an Edwardian professor of English languages. <laughs> That's good. I think that's just fine. Write everything out. It's so funny. People go, "Oh, I haven't heard that in years," or, "Oh gosh, you you write just like Lewis Carroll." And it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I know. I, I'm just an old Victorian person. I can't help it." <laughs> oh well, you're neither old nor Victorian. Girl, I am old. I'm waiting on my red, white, and blue card. I'm officially old. Is that what it is? Officially old? That when you get the card. I I think it's just, you know, you're old. I've known people who died at 95 and they weren't old. Yeah. They they just had wore their bodies out. I know. Well, it seems to me that like my mom and my grandma's generation, they got older faster. So we just have eaten more preservatives in our life, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, 
we didn't take to wearing those cotton house dresses with the big apron. You mean the <laughs> That's going to be the next step for me since that red, white, and blue card gets here. I'm going to get me one of them house dresses and some elaborate print cotton. <laughs> and I'm going to get me one of them aprons that covers up the front. Oh. And I'm done. Then I'm an old woman. Then well, I'm going to cut my hair short and I'm going to set it with bobby bins. And oh. I'm going to put some uh, hairspray on it so it always looks the same. And no matter what, I'm going to be wearing red lipstick. What do you oh. think? That's my new look. Yeah, I don't think that suits you, actually. I'm sorry, but no. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't like the church lady look? Well, no. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> I can't imagine. Well, my, oh, my gosh. Alicia, that reminds me of that funeral that I went to year before last. Whoa. <laughs> you remember <laughs> which funeral? Where I walked up the white marble steps. Oh, dressed in black from head to toe with a black hat and bright red lipstick on. And they opened the door and, and ushered me into the church. And it was like, ah, here we go. <laughs> Look right here on the back of my head. Is that a six? Is that another six? <laughs> oh, no, I think there's three sixes. Jackpot. <laughs> so then I think church lady clothes are when you wear black from head to toe and a really good hat and red lipstick and everybody turns around to look when you walk into church oh I like that yes uh, oh bless them bless them that was so funny <laughs> it was but you know no lightning struck no I didn't expect it to either oh well I, I didn't expect literal lightning to strike, but I didn't want my friend to get into trouble. Yeah. Because the weirdo, because the village witch came to his mama's funeral. <laughs> well, oh, I think that's great. Isn't that some? Uh, yeah. And you know, yeah. funerals are not for the, the dead anyway, they're for the living. That's what they've Absolutely always said. True. Yeah. And, and you were and there for your friend. I and, was. Yeah. And it made a big impression. Well, on that, your friend. That feels like something that is an important gift that we give to our friends when they need somebody. Because sometimes, like in that case, our friend didn't need somebody to hold his hand and, and walk him through it. No. He just needed to look out and see a, a familiar face that was a friendly face. Yeah. <laughs> because family, in, in the best of situations, family is not a friendly face in a situation like Right, and funerals are not the best of situations. No, they really are not. Yeah. And there have been not very many of them that I've been at in this last year. But, you know, there have been too many deaths. Too many. I know. Too many deaths and too many postponed funerals. So that once we are out of this, or at least once we are in a place where we can be out and, and survive it, then we're going to be hit with funeral after funeral after funeral. We will. And it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It will, but we're going to have to be conscious about it. We will. We had to postpone part of that grieving process. And so now it is time to not postpone it anymore and to really feel what we need to feel. And that's, I think that's going to be a challenge for a lot of people. Well, as far as lifestyle goes, our lifestyles are getting ready to open back up, hopefully, in the next few months. And so it's time for us to, to put away certain things and to concentrate, look forward to, and maybe start having a game plan for it. Yes. You oh, know? that's a good way to put it. 
Yeah. So it is the time to grieve is, is here coming, whatever. I know I was surprised and you said it too, when we unpacked that old episode last week. Oh, golly. And it was a surprise, wasn't it? And I was surprised at, at that I grieved a little bit over that life that we lost. I did too. I, a te- I got a tear in my eye with about thinking about that. Yeah. Because we were so cocky and happy and it and I thought we were doing pretty good. I mean, you have been sick and that has been a true thing. Yeah. And we have, you know, you've been isolated and and this podcast has not been as easy to do as it once was. But I thought overall that we, that I was doing okay, but I heard my voice in that podcast from yeah. zero ago, and I felt the energy that was there, the sense that, yep, this is going to be hard and it's going to be done and whoa, the stories we're going to tell. And it's that sense of having endured it to this point. Yeah. The burden of it that was really driven home to me hearing us last week. And I was glad because your plan was to pull that up and then like make commentary. Yeah. But I was glad that you didn't do that. I'm glad you just, you know, gave it to us the way we got it. Yeah. There were places that, that we could have interjected some comments and I thought, no, I just want to do this. I don't know why it just seemed like the right thing to do, but it was, it was the right thing to do. Yeah, it seemed like uh, on our mind were things like, well, what chocolate did Gomez bring? Yes, yes. You know, it's like, really? That was that was what was on our mind? <laughs> and it was. I mean, we were both at the point of wondering what was going to happen. And we both kind of knew, we felt like we knew what was coming. And in many ways, that's exactly what happened. But the experiencing it and, and forecasting it, that, those are two different things. So we, we both feel ragged, maybe, and maybe we all feel ragged. Definitely. Yeah. Ragged and, and tired. I've been, um, I've been finding that at night at about 11 o'clock, I'm just, ooh, I'm wore out and I won't go to bed. Yeah. And when I go to bed, I sleep hard, real hard. That's good. I like to hear that. And I love well, when people can sleep through the night. But I don't know that I sleep well. I sleep hard. Mm-hmm. But often in the morning when I wake up, even if I've had, you know, a pretty good night's sleep hours wise, I still don't, you know, I'm, I don't feel completely rested because I think my brain is working all night. I know I people people contact me and they'll go, hey, you were in my dream last night. This is what you were doing. And it'll be like three or four people a day. Hey, guess what? You in my dream, you were in a canoe and there were snakes and whatever. So I, I wonder, am I just traveling all night? Do you think? Am I just on the astral, poking around, seeing what's going on? I don't know. Well, what do you reckon? Had you not given that example, that's what I was going to suggest anyway, because that's what uh, it sounded like to me. Uh, your your body rests physically. You get your physical rest. But when you wake up and you're tired still or tired more, what has happened that makes you tired? Well, it's not your body moving around, is it? No, no. So it's your experience in some other way. And we know, or I know, or you know, whatever, that there are such things as flushing dreams. 
And those are where you flush certain things out of your system so that it doesn't bog your mind down in the days and weeks and months to come. But there are other kinds of dreams too. And every culture has its mythology and explanations for what happens during dream time. That's true. But you know what? No scientist has ever been able to figure out what that is why we have to sleep in the first place. Yes. And also the healing piece, because our body, our physical body does not heal unless we're resting and sleeping. Mm-hmm. And that's why they tell you when you get sick, just go to bed and rest. Mm-hmm. But nobody can do it, including you. Let me just say. <laughs> Y'all, what? Alicia has been has not been at her tip top condition. And in our pre-show, I was saying, now I'm just gonna say this once, Alicia. <laughs> and that is, I don't want you to overdo it because you were you were really sick. And she did, as she always does, oh no, no, I'm going, I'm I'm really taking it easy. I really, really I am taking it easy. So y'all just go on the Facebook page right now when you're hearing this and go, Alicia, are you taking it easy? <laughs> hey, Alicia, are your feet up right now? Hey, Alicia, are you overdoing it? Mine seems to not be overdoing it. Are you overdoing it? Oh all? no, I'm not I sick them on you, didn't I? You did. Ah, uh, thank girls. you. Yeah, oh damn. Um, well, I do have edit. I do have edit ability, but now nah, you're right. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for real. Thank you. And I will. I do take time. See, I found out that I do better. If I just lay around like a slug, then that's all I'm doing. If I have some activity going on and some rest, then that's generally better for me. I have to fight my brain, though, because my brain wants to go even when I need to rest. Do you ever have that happen? Yes, I do. And I'm just lately I've just taken to. I watched some TV of the evening. I never used to do that before this damn yeah. virus. Well, I watch a lot of theater on a Sunday night. And that's about well, it. Yeah, I mean, now I just watch some TV. We we're going through all the Doctor Who's. Oh, are you? Yeah. What Doctor season Who's. are you on? Well, I don't know because we're going back and forth between about three. So uh, last night it was uh, John Pertwee and. Uh, was it Sylvester? No, I can't remember. Anyway, we we went back and forth between two different doctors. Ah, one yeah. of my brothers was a Doctor Who fan. Still is, excuse me, a Doctor Who fan. Always been a Doctor a Doctor oh. Who fan. Doctor yeah. Who is fabulous to just go get lost. I love British television, though. Me too. I do. do you watch Absolutely Fabulous? I did. Yeah, I love that. I watched it for quite a while um yeah we were watching one called the it crowd and that was hilarious oh my god that was so funny oh when it came out in the u.s i was working in an it uh related field and i was relating so hard to the it oh my god And again, it's one of those shows that you look at it as a British show and you think if they tried to bring that to America, they would just ruin it. Well, that's what happened when they tried to Americanize Absolutely Fabulous. They turned it into Ab Fab. Oh, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It It was awful and not funny. 
But here um, we are back in Britain. Back in Britain. Today yeah. must be the day for it. It is a British day. Well, I woke up this morning with the song Jerusalem stuck in my head. <laughs> I thought, did, I, did I dream about being at the Women's Institute last night? Were we eating Victorian sponge? Oh. I don't know what it was. Oh, oh, Victorian sponge. I love Victoria sponge. It's one of my favorite kind of cakes. Oh, Victoria sponge cake. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And there is a little old museum. Okay, I'm a wax poetic for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I go to Glastonbury, or I did. You know, every few years I either do the Goddess Conference or I go and just visit, whatever. And there is a my favorite place, and I say it's the holiest place in Glastonbury, is the Somerset Rural Life Museum, and it's an old farm oh, wow. with a great big 15th century tithe barn and, and you know, all the tools so you can see, oh, so there was a side for this, and then there was a side for that. Huh, that's different. And I just love it, but they have the best Victoria sponge. So I follow them on Facebook. Oh. And they don't post very often because they're kind of an old school museum. But they, but one day I remember they were posting about the kitchen had reopened. And I said, oh, are you serving Victoria Sponge? And they were like, yes, we are. We have a local woman that makes that for us. God. I don't know. I was going to say, doesn't it make you want to order a Victoria Sponge cake from them? Well, I can't imagine what that would taste like by the time I got here. But I could make a Victoria sponge. I know how. Do you? Uh-huh. Hmm. I'm a pretty good baker. I used to be a professional. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've done everything, you know, except work on the railroad. I didn't. <laughs> I never worked on the railroad in my life, but I think everything else I've done. Wow. Did you like that job? Being a baker? Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I would think it would have some creativity with it. I came I mean, in really early in the day and got there ahead of the prep cooks oh and then they would arrive and it would be ah oh, here are the desserts for the restaurant well i did did work for a gal who uh did did cakes and uh mostly pound cakes oh yeah, yeah different yeah. kinds of wedding cakes and she would often have a wedding cake that was pound cake and oh just Man, I'm glad that we got that project over with pretty fast because she was generous with bringing the cakes around. And um, I probably could have gained 50 pounds. You know. I do love some cake. You know, uh, last week was my birthday and I thought about all the kind of cake I could have because I, I make a cake. I could make any cake I wanted. And I thought what I wanted was one of those terrible grocery store cakes with all the big rock. Uh, roses made out of icing <laughs> so I didn't get a big one I got a little bitty one but I got my fix of uh, icing roses from the grocery store oh I'm so glad it's yummy I am glad I guess it won't kill me once a year will it no no well I, I noticed in your cabinets here that you have a checkerboard cake pan kit oh and we got to do that too I got that over at the Sally Army but um yeah, we need to do one of those when we can finally have a party again. I'd like to do one that was a combination of strawberry cake and lemonade cake. Ooh, that'd be yummy. Doesn't that sound good? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll just get right on that, right? <laughs> no, well, I guess you have to wait till it's a little more springy so oh. we can have a garden party and use that nice big table in the back that Brian gave us. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I don't want to do it, though, because I'll eat it. I'm a good baker. <laughs> I'll well, be there and eat it all. <laughs> you know, 
in the, this morning, it was our errand day, so we went to the grocery store. My poor little old husband is poking around looking for some cookies. Well, I don't know. I'd just like to have some sweet in the house and poke, poke, poke. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, you know, you love to bake and you are competent at it. Why don't you make that poor man some damn cookies? So probably tomorrow, I've got a bunch of writing to do, but t tomorrow I'll probably make some cookies. Oh, look at you. That's just good. to keep him from having to eat this crap from the grocery store. Well, there's some stuff you can do to, to make them not as bad. I don't know how you feel about that because sometimes I feel like it's better to just go ahead, do the sugar thing, do the fat thing, get it out of your system. Oh, me but, too. No I, no, I don't do any of that vegan bullshit. No. no, no, no I'm, I'm talking more about like, I don't, do you remember those no bake cookies that they used to have at schools? Yes. They would have like oats in them and stuff like yeah, that. No, I do that. We call those creature cookies. And you can do I, them with peanut you what, butter we, and stuff. Yeah. We will flat out eat a whole batch of those in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Well, so I, when, when I was messing around with raw food diets and stuff, I learned a pretty easy way to make that with raw, raw cocoa and, you know, raw peanut butter and stuff like that. And they were really, really good. They tasted mm -hmm. just the same and they didn't affect your glycemic levels so much. But yeah. at the end of it, you, you sometimes you just want to do that and just get it over with, don't you? Well, I figure if you are practical about it, you can have a little bit of something. Probably you can have a little bit of something every day, but you can't eat like a gallon of ice cream a day. Mm -mm, no. And, you know, I'm like you. I watch my blood sugar all the time. And so, you know, I'll have a piece of chocolate, but I won't have a box chocolate. Right. Or I'll have a cookie with tea or coffee or something, mm -hmm. but I won't have half a packet of cookies. And, and I had to learn what what I could be around and what I couldn't. There are some things that I just, I don't have self-control around. And that's sad to say, but it's also true. N you know, know thyself. And so it's I just want to keep it around me. It's absolutely true. And it, the, the tragedy in my life is that I cannot eat pasta because I can't eat a little bit of pasta. I, I can only eat a lot of pasta. Right. You probably don't like that low carb pasta. They make a mushroom a pasta made out of mushrooms. Well, the low carb pastas are not bad. And I, I do those. They're really expensive though. Yeah, really. It's, it's Yeah. And, and the, I mean, the tragedy of all of it is I just wouldn't have any damn pasta around except my husband is Italian. Oh. So once a week I am making some goddamn pasta and that's all there is to it. Well, and it's probably fine. At least once a week. Well, I don't need it. I make it for him. And then I get this, uh, when I do, I get it over at the Hopi. I get the uh, no-carb pasta that's made of, I don't know, mushrooms or Ringling Brothers or something it's made out of. And made out of circus? Yeah, it's made out of circus. So, <laughs> it, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't taste, like I wouldn't want to eat it with just a little bit of butter and garlic, like you can eat pasta. Yeah. But once you put some tomato sauce on it and some cheese, it's fine. It's just yeah. a self-delivery system. Yeah. I got, I got to share this funny thing they're talking about Ringling Brothers. So there was this wonderful, we were talking about in the pre-show, we were talking about the situation with the royal family. Yes. Um, and there was an article in the uh, um, the Irish Times, I think, that paper. And the first paragraph was about, well, here's the thing. When you're Irish, 
it's like you have this neighbor who loves clowns and they paint their house in sort of circus colors and they have a lot of clowns in the windows and it's all this <laughs> just ridiculous stuff. Um, and so you can be kind of tolerant about, well, they're just ridiculous until you remember that grandfather was killed by a clown. And then <laughs> it's all, it's the most hilarious, but also the most just right on uh, commentary on this whole myth. So look it up. It's the Irish Times. I love reading there. The Irish Times. The Irish Times. So cool. I, yeah, I read the Irish Times. I read the Guardian. I read all that stuff. I read the Guardian, the Post. I read the uh, newspaper out of Christchurch, New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, yeah, that's a good paper. And Google Translate is a very good tool to have if you want to get out and see some you know, some of the newspapers from around the world, but you don't speak every language. Yeah, I can pick up a word or two in lots of languages, but I, that doesn't make me fluent enough to read their newspapers. Right, right, right. But uh, I can, there's a link and I'll put it up for the podcast if you think I should, at that basically you go to this page on Google Translate and from there you can tell it to translate to your language. A lot of the time, not every time, but most of the time, you can pick enough up out of the paper to kind of understand what they're saying. So I've been all around the world in the newspapers. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. And I told you about Random Street View, didn't I? Yes. Oh, that is freaky. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. That's a... Uh, I love that idea that I can, what would be interesting to me is to be able to just spend a day traveling that way. Oh, I'm going to take a virtual vacation and I'm going to take all the back roads in Venice. And then maybe tomorrow morning, I'll go through Ireland, maybe Cuba, maybe Canada. You see, who knows? I mean, that would be, and but I never have, taking that kind of time but I do look at it probably once a day in the early morning when I'm trying to get my brain straight yeah it helps me remember that this little place that I'm at is not the only place in the world no and that's always a good thing to remember yeah yeah Especially when you're feeling kind of down, you know, I, I often feel down about where I live because it's changing so much. Mm -hmm. And that change feels like something that I can't, I don't have any sort of agency about. I just have to watch it happen. And I can, you know, write a letter or I can call my representatives at the city council or county commissioners. But really, if a developer is going to do it, they're just going to damn well do it. Yeah. So it's nice to look out and, and look at cities that do it better than we do. Yeah. And countries that do it better than we do. And, a, you know, a good example, like you just mentioned, is New Zealand. I've got a friend who lives there and and they are really, they're really careful about who gets to come in and who gets to stay. Yeah, they are. They are. New Zealand is a bucket list thing for me because they have a national park there that is the equivalent, that is the busiest meteorological spot on earth so it averages 150 shooting stars every hour 
that's my bucket list right there. Wow. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. And you're, if my voice comes and goes a little bit, I am making, I'm uh, boiling up some chicken on the stove. So <laughs> I go over there and stir it periodically. I poke those chicken thighs. Well, you know, I've been really tempted to pick up and take this podcast out on the porch today because oh, it is so darn beautiful. degrees. And Ooh. I hear my crow friends out there raising cane. Those stinkers, they're always about it, aren't they? Yeah. I got a story for you. Okay. So last week, headed over to mom's to take her some uh, groceries and just lay eyes on her. And, you know, I don't go hang out there, but I do go to her front porch and drop off groceries and blah, 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 right? So I decided that we have really behaved ourselves and I was going to treat her and I was going to go get some biscuits at this drive through place and country ham biscuits for her because I know she likes that, right? So kind of on a whim, decided to get a biscuit and have it as a meal for me and sit, sit there in the car and in doing so now you've got to understand my car is grounded right now, waiting to get some brake pads changed out. So I had hitched a ride. We decided, okay, we're going to sit there and have lunch in the parking lot. And way, way, way across from us was a big, tall tree. Okay. And at the edge of the parking lot was a dip, a really deep dip. Okay. And that tree that was so far off, we could barely see a big crow flew over there to the top of it. And it was perched at the very top. So on a whim, my friend tore off half of a biscuit and he just took it and he held it out. And, you know, I swear, I think I saw that bird sight it just like as if it had been a shotgun you know how you sight a shotgun and something just comes into view? Like the six million dollar man sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And the the crow completely changed posture. And my friend threw the piece of the biscuit up in the air and it landed about six or eight feet away. And that crow, before it landed, that crow was halfway to it. And so the crow gets over there and instantly is like, well, these humans are looking at me. We told that crow, it's fine. Go ahead. That's for you. And we ended up feeding that crow. I almost fed the crow mom's biscuits. <laughs> I'm just saying because the crow ate that piece and left and went back to the top of the tree and made the strange sound mm. and then the second crow showed up I was going to say did it make that calling sound like I found something yummy to eat where y'all yes it oh, did come on over here 
Yes, it did. And before it was over, the three crows that showed up had trained us on exactly what they wanted. They're so smart. They are. They're so smart. And thinking about it. Funny. They're so funny. They are. I don't know. I don't know why people have a problem with them. I think people get the word daunted by them sometimes because the crows are so smart that sometimes it seems like they've got one over on you somehow. Well, and they look like they're in mourning, you know? <laughs> yeah, they like but... They look very serious. Yeah. But they're real tricksters. They are tricksters, but I'll tell you what they also are is they, they are the perfect flyers. You know, if you ever watch a crow just soar, Oh, they make such good use of the winds and stuff. And I've had dreams where I've flown with them before. Huh? Oh, what a feeling. Have you ever had that flying dream? I have that dream a lot, actually. Do you? I had that, had that since I was a little kid. Yeah. I, I can't consciously make it happen. I can, I can make all the conditions right for it to happen. And I can, I can attempt to make it happen. If it's going to happen, it will every time. I've got a, a meditation I do when, I wanted, when I'm doing ancestor work, which feels like all the time these days. I was going to say, when um, are you not doing it? <laughs> I know, I know it. And in that meditation, I fly to where my, my ancient ancestors are. I look down and I see farms and forests and all that. That's nice. So because I do that a lot, I think it's probably easy for my subconscious to go, oh, let's let's do some flying today. I, I fly pretty regularly in my dreams yeah. when I want to, but I don't fly with anybody or any other things. So when I'm flying with the crows, it's kind of a cool exception to yeah, that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I fly sometimes with uh, geese. With geese, oh, like as in gabble ratchet. Geese? Yeah, uh, and I'm not. I'm never the one in the front. Oh. I'm always one of like midway through one of the, one of the wings of the triangle. Wow, that's very interesting. And I'm just flying, and sometimes they fuss at me because I can't keep up because I'm not as good a flyer as they are. That's Isn't that funny? funny. It's interesting. I love where our dreams take us, but but also what it tells me. You yeah, know. me too. Me too. I try to be aware of that. Do you find that there's that that you have your times when you know falling asleep, you're going to be really traveling around in your dreams? Sometimes I know that, yeah, but not not often and not always. I was uh, awakened the other night. A friend of mine called me, who's not in this time zone, and forgot we weren't in the time same time zone and called at about midnight okay. and she is over in mountain time so that was not an obscene time to call somebody right. but she had just forgotten and I had been asleep maybe a half an hour I probably had just gotten into REM sleep right and I was having a sweet dream that was that made my heart light and made me happy I had was having a happy dream and then I could hear this music that was weird, this weird, weird music. And then my conscious mind took over and went, oh, that's your phone ringing. Because <laughs> I've got it. My ringtone is a piece of music. So I woke up and I, I felt so bereft, 
to have to leave, whatever that was. And I couldn't remember oh. what about it had made me happy, but there were other people there. So it was like a party situation or something like that. Yeah. And it, and when I woke up and I, I felt so happy when I woke up and then I was like, Oh, that was a dream. <laughs> yeah. So that was, and that, that's another thing that kind of, you know, we've been talking about how listening to that podcast last week really gave us a new uh, outlook on some things. Yeah. And that it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I forget sometimes that really light. Oh gosh, it just made me happy. Was a happy thing. Yeah. I think I've forgotten that because now if if something if something delights me, it's never light and bubbly. Right. Not right now. It is. It is a a lessening of the heavy. Yes. Yes. Not the same thing. It's not, but we are wiser. Hopefully. We are. Hopefully. We are. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. We talked about that too in the pre show. Yeah. Like we are not ill like little copperheads. We're ill like big old copperheads. Yeah, full grown copperheads. I'm, I'm ill like those big old timber rattlers <sighs> that you see all rolled up in the shaft of sunlight in the woods. And they have that look about them like, I am here and this is warm in me and I am comfortable. And I'm not going to take out after you at all mm. unless you make me. Right. So we've gone from ill like little copperheads to we're just coiled up. Uh. Big old strong timber rattlers with those big, their big old jaws. Oh, well, scary, I, scary youngins. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that this is going to be a very strange year as far as it goes for being out in the woods and for any of y'all that are foragers, let me tell you why. Find out if you're in the region that's expecting the seven, um, is it the, the uh, long year cicadas, okay? So this is a year that they're gonna pop out on the trees and when they become larvae and then they become insects and they're generally in the roots and the bark, and the branches of some of these trees. Well, so you know what that causes, don't you? Copperheads love them. Mm. And may I also say other snakes. They're love. tasty and they're everywhere. Yep, and they're everywhere. And so what it does, at least from what I understand, is it causes the snakes to not be in their normal places this year because they have a feast this year. So they're going to be, yeah. so normally you never have copperheads up in tree branches, for instance, you see, not saying so this year, because the copperheads are going to be going after the, the locusts. Wow. Yeah. So all that means is be careful wear your good shoes when you're out foraging and consider a hat and some gloves. I mean, I know there are people out there who won't listen to that. And what I say to them is good luck. You well, know. There's, there's plenty of times. I mean, all of us who work outside and do stuff outside, we all have that story of that time that we didn't have on gloves or boots or whatever. And we moved 
the stick or the log mm -hmm. or the pile of brush and there underneath was fill in the blank. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the sensible thing to do is to wear some damn boots because very few, a good pair of hiking boots will take you a long way if the yeah. snake bites you from the ankle down mm -hmm. and wear some gloves and gloves, leather gloves will keep you from getting a full shot of venom. Yeah. But the thing is, stay on the damn trail unless you are picking the way you are planning to be picking. Well, yeah. And, you know, that's why I carry a stick or one reason I carry a stick is because if I'm if I'm moving a plant aside to find another plant or to pick a, a mushroom or something, uh, you know, I'm not going to put my hand down there first. I, I generally crawl on my hands and knees and that don't laugh. Okay. I do. No, I believe it. We'll spend an afternoon crawling on our hands and knees on the side of one mountain, but we'll come out of it with a backpack full of morals. Yes. Yeah, we will. Exactly. I'm getting so excited, exactly. but I, I don't think that I'll be doing that this year because of the situation with the locusts. I'm going to play it. I'll be a little safer this year. And I'll use my stick and I won't crawl on my hands and knees. Yeah. Maybe. And it may not be the greatest year, but it'd be a good year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good year. Any year that I can get outside and take some pictures and be in the woods for most any reason is a good, good year for me. I don't have to have a big crop to have a good year. That's for sure. Used to know an old fellow who said any day above ground is a good day. I've heard that too. I have heard that one. <laughs> so we talked a bit about the virus and our non-existent social life. We pre we talked about food. And you always, I always hang up from these podcast recordings hungry. And you're hungry. Well, I'm making, uh, I got a beautiful leek, big fat leek at the grocery store today and got some chicken thighs. So I'm going to make cockaleeky soup. I've never heard of that. Oh, well, it's chicken soup with uh, leeks in it. It's very rich tasting. It's really delicious. Mm. And I always get the chicken with the skin on it because what I want is the chicken fat. Ooh, that's now, you, can't, you buy a like a processed carton of, a, of chicken broth. Yeah. That doesn't have any fat in it. And the medicine is in the fat. Yeah. And it's not hard to... to it's not pot. hard to boil a damn piece of chicken. <laughs> I swear. And the you know, oh, don't even get me started on why well, but boiling eggs is so hard. I just buy them boiled at the store. What is wrong with you? What are you saving all that time for? Play playing a video game? Oh, but instead I'm gonna I'm gonna master whatever 14th degree blah blah and whatever this video game is. Are there still Masons around? You said that reminded me. Masons? You yeah. mean like Freemasons? Freeman? Of course. Of course there I, are. I, I mean, we probably would be killed if we mentioned them, but yes. <laughs> I know several Freemasons. Well, I mean, all of a sudden they just kind of disappeared. Well, I think a lot of them aged out. Okay. Um, and, well, we had... It was funny. Our um, we had a have a beautiful old Masonic temple here, 
and it has a couple it has a couple of lodges in it that use the same temple building is very beautiful and golly 10 years ago i guess there were these bunch of young bucks came in there and they were in there like 30s and 40s and they just man they took over that lodge and they repainted everything and they fixed a whole bunch of stuff that needed to be repaired but i don't think any of them were left at that lodge at all i think they all went away well joshua warren had his museum down there in the bay oh, did he really yeah that um, makes it just creepy the bay yeah yeah it was creepy and I'm sure it still is creepy. And the stage was still the stage because we played the show there at some point a few years ago and ran all around, went to a whole bunch of backstage places we probably weren't supposed to, <laughs> you know, and looked around and you could see that that it was still a fully functioning uh, uh -huh. theater. It's a beautiful fly system with uh, hand-painted drops. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, our theater company's lighting system is in that. We loaned that to, I think, Monford Park Players to be in there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Well, and I could also see it being a theater that had a diorama. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of that that era is what it felt like to me. But I saw some of the old Mason photos, and I was looking at, you know, to see which ones had my grandpa in them and stuff like that. And I thought, well, it's been a while. The last time I heard anything about the Masons, it would have been a group of people who had, uh, who were Christians who were telling me to denounce my grandfather. Oh, because he was a Mason? Yeah. But the Masons <laughs> feel so Christian to me. <laughs> well, I, this is a whole conversation. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation, but. A friend of mine uh, was the worshipful master there. Oh. And he invited me one afternoon to just come and take a look at it. And he was part of that group of young Turks who were going to fix it all up. Okay. And I said, look, this stuff fascinates me. So if I am heading towards something that I should not be, I should not touch or see, you're going to need to grab the back of my shirt and hold me back <laughs> because I, I won't even, I'll, I won't even be, aware that it may be something that either a woman shouldn't see or somebody not, you know, not in the order should see. And he was so generous. He would go, we're not going to go into this room because honestly, I don't think I could trust you in there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was delightful. We took, he, he took me on a tour of all the sort of the, the back areas. And he took me on a tour of what he could take me on a tour. Right. Of. right. And I appreciated that a lot. And he, he said he felt like, because I'm the priestess of a temple, a goddess temple, he felt like it was, they were kind of the male version of what we were doing. Oh, I don't he know. Was, he was very interesting about all that. That is. Guy. I don't even know if he's still here or not. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't either. Haven't seen him in years. Yeah. I wonder, I don't even know if Joshua Warren still has his museum there. I don't know. I haven't heard anything from Josh Warren in ages. I, I, you know, I think he lives in Vegas now. Oh, does he? Well, that makes sense. He's kind yeah. of a Vegas guy, isn't he? It seem, I mean, it seems so. I could be wrong. He may have like two homes. And come and forth. He was and I had drinks one time at that fancy drinks place beside the Herbiary. Oh. Where they do infusions of nettles in your gin and stuff like that. <laughs> 
Okay. I mean, it was a nice enough drink, but, and I didn't have to pay for it because that was, that was when they featured me in an article in the National Geographic Traveler magazine all those years ago. Oh, I didn't know you'd been in that. Yes. And they took me for drinks at this place. Wow. And I was like, oh, nice. That's and they put me with cool. Josh Warren because, you know, we were the two weirdos in the group. The two weirdos? And <laughs> And now, what do you think it would be if they came back? How many weirdos do they have to choose from now? Oh, golly, they'd never call me because I'm not weird enough anymore. No, no. Even though you are a weird mountain gal. I'm a weird mountain gal. Officially, you're the the weird mountain gal. There's been all this kerfluffle on, uh, on social media about the TikTok witches and them doing whatever they're doing there it seems like they're always up to something that makes the makes everybody else clutch their pearls and cry <laughs> aloud okay and I said well it seems to me that if all if the rest of us who are getting so pearl clutchy about everything would just do our own work and say well look this is what I do see how that's fine then maybe we could model for them how it is you don't have to I don't you don't have to make it a big old deal to do what we do, but they got to do what they got to do. And we had to do what we had to do when we were that age. Yeah. We just didn't have a social media platform that catered to our every whim and our, a good thing. our every ridiculous activity. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good thing when you say, Oh my goodness. So glad that we didn't, we couldn't, uh, YouTube down by the river or, uh, that time when, or any of that, yeah. Oh, a lot of freedom. We we did. I look back on those times and I don't regret them, of course, because why? What's that's a waste of time. But I just think, golly, I, I I'm lucky to be as old as I am. What you reckon? Yeah, I, I made it. I made it to sixty five. Who ever would have thought it? <laughs> I've had that thought as well. It's like, oh my gosh. And I distinctly remember in high school having a conversation with my friend Brian and uh, I don't, I'm not sure who else about how old I would be in the year 2000. And, you know, I was in my thirties or whatever. And it just seemed like, Oh my God, that was so old. But at this point that was decades ago. (laughs) Well, all I know is in in the fantasy that always is spinning behind my eyeballs, I know that if something happened to me, that I would be referred to as an elderly woman. Uh, Today, an elderly woman in downtown Asheville took a shillelagh to a bunch of tourists and... (laughs) And developers. (laughs) Right, exactly. Is that a a group of of real estate developers? Huh, let me go to my car. I got to put another quarter in the meter and get my shillelagh. <laughs> I just wonder at what point I'll be old enough to be the crazy old woman. Well, so I can get away with that. Right now, I would just be the old woman. But I'm going to be the crazy old woman that gets away with stuff. It's like, well. You got a ways to go on that. I've been like that for years. I wish I could tell you she hadn't been, but golly. Yeah. just like that we try to keep an eye on her but you know she sneaks out she's little yes yeah, she sneaks out yeah <laughs> we knew she'd snap someday oh lord wow. I just, more and more i'm turning into granny from the beverly hillbillies 
<laughs> yes. You know, one of these days you're going to walk up the porch and you'll be wearing that long skirt and the big apron. And the hat, the little tiny church hat. She <laughs> I've, I've already taken, like right now my hair is in a bun in the back because it's easier to put on my COVID mask when my hair is pulled back in a bun because then it's just like over my ears. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I normally wear those two braids, you know, but I was out this morning doing all, doing my do and uh, and I had my hair pulled back. Now I need some of them little tiny glasses like Granny wears. Oh, we can find you some of them. That's hilarious. I'm kind of glad, but they have to be bifocals because I have to have my bifocals now. Oh, no. Do you really? Oh, I've been in bifocals for years. Have you? Yeah, and I probably need a different pair of glasses to work on the computer, to be honest. Yeah, and they recommend a blue blocking glass. Yeah, I saw it the last time I had my eyes checked. They said, you should just get some blue blocking stuff because yeah. I got those light eyes, you know. Yep, and that, that'll do it. Yeah, at will. So supper, you, we've talked about supper now too. Yeah, this chicken, look, while I was talking, I pulled one of these chicken thighs out. It's been boiling. Oh my gosh, tender, yeah. flavorful. I pulled the skin off of it. I cut the meat off of it. I put the bone and the skin back into the soup and then I ate the chicken because <laughs> I ain't no fool. That's some good chicken salad material too. Mm -hmm. I love chicken salad. Learning the technique of cooking a whole chicken and you bring a pot of water to the boil and you stick a wooden spoon inside the raw chicken and then you put the whole chicken into the water, boiling water. Mm -hmm. You put the lid, take the spoon out obviously. You put the lid on it and you turn it off and an hour later it is perfectly cooked. Wow. Tinder falls off the bone. Delicious. Nice. I use yeah. a crock pot. I put mine in a crock pot. Yeah. And do it that way. But that's because that's what I have right here. <laughs> I've got a crock pot. I swear to God, I don't think I've ever used it. I'm looking at it right now over here in the shelf. Really? I, I, I never use it. If I cook beans, I put beans on the stove. Wow. Here, I can stir a damn bean. Ooh, I'm going to make beans today. That's a good idea. Because I've got a mm. real good Vidalia onion. Mm. Yes. I made cranberry beans yesterday. Oh, you told me about them last week. They were yummy. Where, what are they like? Well, they're a little bit like pinto beans, maybe a tiny bit bigger. And um, they're not as sweet as pintos are. Huh. Well, it still sounds good. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. I think I'm going to have beans and probably have, I don't know, of course I'll make a little cornbread. Oh, that does sound good. I was thinking about making biscuits. Boy, you ruined me on biscuits. That's why I stopped at that drive through because I ate those biscuits that you brought and I was like, hmm, those were good. I can't make a biscuit like that, so I'm going to go buy one. I do like making biscuits. It is something that makes me happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got to go make some crows happy right now. All right. Um, we'll go talk to the young'uns. Yeah, and we'll talk about product stuff next time. We got some stuff to do. I got them cards to design and all that stuff. That's right. That's exactly right. Oh, lousy. Is there anything we need to ask our audience? 
Well, I've already I've already asked them if they would please nag you about not doing too much. So <laughs> I've got mine in. Uh, the other thing is I'd love for them to tell us what the weather is like where they are. Have they started planting it, anything yet? Is stuff blooming where they are? I'd love to know all that. You know how nosy I am. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Are there hummingbirds around yet? Yeah, yeah. How are their crows doing? Yep. And who's seen some locusts yet? And morels. They found the first morel. No, really? Around here, yeah. Uh-oh. You must be in like a secret morel group. Well, I wouldn't tell you if I was. No, you'd have, to kill me. Yes. you'd have to kill me if you did. I get it. <laughs> That's right. What gets me is I still have people who are asking me all the time to blah, 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 blah. All right, this I'll say. Anybody in the Western North Carolina area, if you have some acreage, say three or four acres or more, and you would like to know if you have any plants on it that would be interesting, like morel mushrooms <clears throat> or ginseng or something like that. Here's my offer is this. We will go, we being Selby and I will go and hunt that land and anything we find, we'll both report it and split it with you. And then you can decide if you want to invite us back the next year or not. And if you want to donate that three to four acres to a goddess temple, see me. That'd be awesome. Boy, that would be. <laughs> it could be tax deductible. It could. Absolutely, it could. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's a good idea. All right. Well, that was it. That's a good idea. All right. You uh, don't do too much. Enjoy yourself. Same for you, and I know that's ridiculous to even say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this place here and turn down this chicken. I'm gonna go out and plant some taters before the moon changes this weekend. Good idea. All right. All right. Bye. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.